Welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And this is a podcast all about witchcraft, folklore, our cats, and whatever else the fuck we feel like talking about. Yeah, usually whatever the fuck else we feel like talking about, but mostly about the first two things. (laughs) 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 And we have a super fun episode today brought to you by a bunch of fan mail listener shit. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Get to know your pussies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We asked our listeners via Instagram to submit a bunch of questions for us, and we are super excited to answer them today. Dude, so psyched. But until then, Lindsay, how was your week? I had a pretty okay week. My hand is like totally on the mend now. I can do all the things with it. I don't know if I can chop vegetables, (laughs) but that's okay Okay. because I don't want to anyway. Oh, fair enough. Um... (laughs) But yeah, no. Uh, same as last week, I can wash my my hair with two hands, which is fucking awesome. I no longer have the 70s bush, same as last week, because <laughs> why would I do that again so soon? I don't know. But otherwise, it's been pretty okay. We're coming off of the holidays now. Everything's kind of chill. Everything's getting like back to normal, I guess. Yeah, normal, uh, normal-ish, uh, definitely. Uh, coming back to work is definitely a weird feeling, but it's also kind of nice to be like full steam ahead, hit the ground running, rejuvenated, all that, you know, cliche nonsense. But yeah. Kenway also feels like he's got some opinions today. So in case you are listening, you may hear him hollering in the background. He's been very vocal all day. He, yeah. He's very needy today. Maybe it's because back to work. He really wants to get into the office to, like, chew on your plants, I think. (laughs) Or maybe just, like, head bump them and give them a little snug. I think he's just very confused as to why I'm not holding him. Oh, maybe. He is a pretty snuggly dude. (laughs) He was uh, not feeling well the other night. Oh. In, like, a totally normal kind of, I think he just ate his treats too fast kind of way. and was very verpy. And I had what I would like to consider... A true moment of motherhood. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am never going to have kids. That's just not what I want in my life. And uh, and yeah, I had a, had a sort of a sick little kitty. He wasn't sick sick. Like not a concerning sick. Just a, like clearly he didn't feel very well. And he was just kind of like walking around going. Oh, <laughs> he ate his snacks too fast maybe. Yep. Yeah. Whoa. And he wanted nothing more than to crawl on top of my chest. I was laying on the couch reading and he just wanted to like crawl up on my chest and he just went to sleep, snugged into me like every once in a while he'd just be like Bleh. And I actually had a moment of like, I just, I could tell he wasn't feeling well. So I just petted him and loved him. And I had a moment of like, he opened his mouth really wide and did the full like, oh no. (laughs) And I just put my hand up. I was like, you can vomit on my sweater. Do not puke in my mouth. (laughs) 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 But he didn't, he never, he he didn't spit it up anything. But I just, I don't know. Yeah, I felt really loved and also loving in that he didn't feel well and he came to me. That being said, I'm going to ask you a first question before we really get into the meat and (laughs) potatoes. Um, Would you rather, if you were to barf in your mouth, would you rather have (laughs) tuna flavored cat 
food in your mouth or chicken flavored chicken. cat food in your mouth. Chicken. Oh my God. This uh, whole idea just gives uh, me like my stomach did a fucking front flip on that. <laughs> Not a back flip where I'm like, okay, you're going back down. Like a front flip where it's like, um, I might come up and out on that one. <laughs> I think I'd go with chicken too because yeah. because the, the like the tuna, tuna flavored one, it's just, it's not a mild fish. It smells so gnarly. Yeah, <laughs> and that's his favorite too, is tuna. And so every, his breath always smells like that. So no. <laughs> well, Lindsay, you know what it's time for? Dude, I do know what it's time for. And guess what? What? I remembered the new ritual candle this week. The one that Kelly sent us. Awesome! Just hands. <laughs> this candle is fucking beautiful. I have no idea where Kelly got this. Maybe Kelly could drop us a line and let us know. So I don't have the name of the shop with me because I didn't bring the little business cards uh, also, but I believe it's a place in Portland, Oregon oh, who sweet. makes these beeswax candles. I'll, I'll grab the name for next time so that we can tell everybody. So this is a, it's a little cat head, but it's not just a cat head. It's a three-eyed cat like our fucking logo. Dude, right? <laughs> How did she even so excited. like find that? It's so crazy. No clue. I love it. It's uh, although I have to admit it's third eye is a little creepy because the third eye is the only one with the pupil. <laughs> 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 so it, it weirds me out just a little bit. <laughs> but why don't we give it a light? Well that one lit up right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am very anxious to see how this burns. Whether it makes like a hole down the middle of the cat head or if it just sort of like spills over the side. Dude, same because there are like the ears. Yeah. And the wick is in between the ears. Right. This is definitely going to be a whole like <laughs> artistic mess. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to check out the cat head, you can do so on our Instagram. Totally. Which is 5C2P pod on Instagram. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I don't know about you, Lindsay, but I feel ready. To answer some questions. Dude, me too. Sweet. Totally ready. Back in a second, right? See you soon, witches. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. We have a surprise. Dude, such a big surprise. <laughs> Welcome back to the studio, Engineer Dan. Thank you for that intro. It's great to be back. <laughs> we missed you. You guys, totally need some, missed you guys you. want me to ask you some questions from the listeners? Yeah, we sure would. We, we're ready. We've got we've got them all lined up. I feel stretched out. <laughs> yeah. I even thought about my answers before. Oh. I know, right? Surprise, surprise. I'll tell you this. Like the last time I was on the show, that we didn't have this many listener questions. Congratulations on growing your audience. Yay. Thank you. And these are fantastic questions. I've read over them a little bit. <laughs> But Panda! <laughs> Going off script with the first one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You guys are awesome. Aw. <laughs> that was a question? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. We are. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for <laughs> noticing. <laughs> let, me, let me take that again. You guys are awesome? <laughs> yes. Yes, of course we are. No shit. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay, so the first question is a frequently asked. This would be the this is the FAQ page of your uh, of five C two P 
pod.com or whatever. You, was that your website? Yeah. Yes. Nailed no, it. no, no. It's just 5C2P.com. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't on our website. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this would be this would be on your frequently asked questions page, and it involves Lindsay, I'm sorry, and directly involves Ronnie's eyeballs. I mean, oh. they're amazing eyeballs. Eyeliner. I expect it. You've lit the you've lit the five C two P community on fire with your eye, with your eyeliner game. <laughs> Everybody wants to get on the same page as you. How do they do that? Where did you get that lovely eyeliner? Yeah, so the eyeliner that is being referenced is the hot pink eyeliner uh, that was tagged in that story that we shared. Uh, I don't know a couple of weeks ago now. And that eyeliner, among any other neon eyeliner or gold for that matter that I wear, is from JD Glow Cosmetics, which is a black-owned small cosmetics business out of Los Angeles. They hand like pipette uh, into all their little bottles, their eyeliner. They're super awesome. I could not be more impressed with the high pigment level of their colors. So I have their eyeshadow, which has entirely too much glitter for Engineer Dan's liking. <laughs> <laughs> but I also have their holographic uh, chromatic eyeliner. I have the gold. I have neon pink, neon orange, and neon yellow. And I hope soon to have red. <gasps> yes. So that's JD Glow Cosmetics. You can find them at JD Glow on Instagram. I became obsessed with like red eyeliner, red eyeshadow after watching this Korean movie called Lady Vengeance. Oh, yeah. Do you know Lady Vengeance? Yes. Where she like wears the red eyeshadow and she goes around killing everybody. Oh, my God. It's a great movie. fucking awesome. It's a great movie <laughs> with great eyeliner. I've never worn red. That's the next one I want to get. Well, hot damn. <laughs> that was Cosmetics Corner on the 5CTP pod. <laughs> I got so many questions about my freaking eyeliner. But yeah, shout out to JD Glow. JD Glow rules. JD Glow kind of sounds like a cool, like fictional character name too. Yeah, or a rapper name. Right? Or rapper name. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Wrestler. Yes. Ooh, wrestler. Yeah. Totally. All right, let's get to a, like a, a fun, uh, more on topic for this podcast about witchery and spells. And okay. Spooky stuff. <laughs> so, a listener asks you, "What is the best or most versatile herb, in your opinion?" So, I think that that would kind of depend on what my intentions for that herb would be. My my favorite herb is mugwort. Hands down, it, that like I think not only because it grows in abundance in my yard and I find that fascinating and very rewarding and because I like to smoke it. But it is the first one that I felt like I really connected with. And it is, in fact, a herb for the month of August, which is my birth month. It's attached to the full moon. And I just felt like, yeah, I just felt like it was it was my herb. In fact, I hope very soon to get a tattoo of it. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. That certainly demonstrates the versatile nature. And it is your, <laughs> it's, your, it's your best, most favorite mugwort? It's, it's, be- it's my best, most favorite. Most versatile in the kitchen? Is probably ginger. Oh, ginger. Be- yeah, go I th- on. I, th- I so I chewed this one over actually a lot because there's a lot of herbs I use quite often in the kitchen. But my favorite one for versatility is ginger because you can use it in both cooking and baking pretty liberally in things that you don't think you want ginger in. If you even add just a little bit, it adds sort of warmth and liveliness to that soup or stew or like rice or baked good or whatever. And even beverages. I think it's the most versatile because it just, yeah, it just, it's that little oomph 
when people go like, what is that? And I'm like, it's ginger. Plus, it's really fucking good for you. It's really good for you. It's lovely. But I also agree with you on the mugwort. That's probably also my favorite herb, too. Are you sure? Well, well. Is cannabis a herb? Yes, it is. Is that your favorite, Lindsay? Yes. (laughs) We have never done a cannabis episode. dude. Yes, Dan's right. Well, it's probably because I smoke it and then I like go into myself and I can't speak to people. (laughs) And I just like sit there and zone out and like make shit or play video games. That's that's fair. But I do want to honor this. And now I feel like upcoming this spring, we'll have to do a cannabis episode in which we smoke at last. Yeah, dude, we can smoke at last. All right. All right. We'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Lindsay, if I may throw this at you Uh real quick. Yeah. Uh, I've got a candle question. Okay. From a listener. Okay. Hello, dear listener. Bienvenue. Moshi, moshi. <laughs> Some of our listeners are different countries. So yeah, I just wanted they are. to honor. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. Uh, Lindsay, candle wise. Yes. Do you feel like, in, particularly in, the, in spellcraft and witchcraft, uh, like, is, does the shape matter? Is it scented or non scented? Does that matter? What kind of candles or what kind of candles should we select for our practice? Or avoid selecting for our practice, in your opinion? Okay, all right. All very good questions. So my personal thought on candles as it pertains to, like, colors, shapes, scents, materials, any of that stuff are all very loosey-goosey. Very loosey-goosey. I will try to use candle colors that correspond with my spell work, but if I don't have a specific color i am sure as shit not running to the store (laughs) to get it i'm gonna use whatever i have because i tell the candle what it is and what it is for and not the other way around i love that so much (laughs) (laughs) um same goes for shape um, and, and, w- and when you say shape or when the listener says shape, I, my thoughts immediately go to like image candles where there are like candles shaped like humans or shaped like cats or shaped like something that will correspond to spell work. Uh, if I happen to have one, I'll use it, but I believe regular candles to be just as powerful, uh, votives, tapers, tea candles, even fucking birthday candles. Whatever you have, whatever your intention is, the power comes from you. You're the one telling that candle what it's supposed to be. Ronnie, I feel like the birthday candle thing, I was thinking about that when this question was asked and as Lindsay was answering. Do you think the birthday candle make a wish and it comes true stems from witchcraft? Oh my God, I have uh, no idea. I want to say maybe. (laughs) It, It absolutely could. It absolutely can. I, it's I, a fun. It's yeah. a fun tradition. I think generically, everybody on some level is only one degree removed from candles being something that can do all the things that Lindsay said, even if they don't truly understand that what they're actually doing is putting upon that candle their own desires. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree with that, and and I suppose that yeah. The, the intention is there. Like you've lit a candle with the intention of bringing good cheer, fortune, happiness to the 
intended receiver, they make their wish and then in snuffing it, they seal the deal kind of thing. Because there's also the superstition of if you don't blow out all your candles in one breath, it won't come true. Fair. Yeah. So there is that. Superstition is is usually born, in my opinion, from folk magic and folklore and it all intertwines together yeah i mean that and that being said i do have my own superstitions about candle magic and maybe other people have these too i like to use a fresh new candle when i'm doing candle magic and i like it to burn completely out Mm -hmm. when i'm done with it i don't like using reusing candles i won't reuse it for other spell work that being said, I do prefer a smaller candle. So I actually, and actually my favorites are the like bigger birthday candles, the ones that are probably like four inches tall. I feel like those are the perfect size for a lot of spell work. Um, and if I can't get my hands on those, then I'll use votives for that. As far as like scented candles goes, I feel like you can totally use either. It doesn't really matter. If it's scented, I would try to make the scent correspond to the spell work. Uh, For example, like cinnamon in a prosperity spell or lavender in like a self-love spell or something along those lines. But if you don't have the appropriate scent, then fuck it. I feel like if it's not going to distract you from your intention, then use it anyway. What about color? Color was also a fact. People are curious about color of candles. Does that yeah. factor into your spellcraft, Veronica, Lindsay? Any uh, jump ball? Yeah. What do you got? I mean, for for color, uh, like like I mentioned, I try to use colors that correspond to my spell work. But if I don't have that color, I'm not going to go out and get it because. Can you do an yeah. example of a color that would correspond to a particular spell? Uh, well, like you can do like red for passion yep. or love, you green can for do good like health, green for good health, or even prosperity. Yep. You can do uh, black, black to remove, to remove neg- negativity. Neg- exact negativity, yep. exactly. Yeah, that sort of thing. But if all you have is a white candle, use your white candle. Yeah, I mean, I think that I like to prepare my spells ahead of time. So I am personally, I tend to if I'm like this is a thing I'm going to do then I know that a little bit ahead of time. And if I am able, I would probably try to find an appropriate candle for it. But I don't do a lot of, honestly, I don't do a lot of spell work or candle magic. I do more rituals, Mm -hmm. which have that more loosey-goosey, like I can use the candle I have. But I totally agree with you on, I never reuse a candle not yeah. not for that sort of thing. We have our ritual candle for the podcast. Yeah. But that's like it's I burn for it for the, the same thing exactly. every single time. We burn it for the podcast and only the podcast. And you know, if I'm yeah, if I'm going to do like sit down and be like, this is an important spell personally for me, I would want to make sure that I have all of the things that I feel that I need, which if in that moment means a black candle or a green candle or a yellow candle or whatever it might be to help manifest that thing, then I'm probably going to be prepared to go get that. Fair. And these days I probably would be too, but there was a time where I was a teenage witch and I had no money. And if I had a candle, that was the candle I was going to use for it. And I feel like there are, there are a lot of like rules put into place now for people doing spell work that that really hinders a lot of like young budding witches who don't have a lot of money or even like older witches who have been doing stuff like this for a while who don't have a lot of money don't 
think that you can't do something that you really want to do just because somebody on the internet or in a book mm-hmm. said you had to have this color candle. Right. I think that extends to almost everything in that realm of there are certain traditions and certain practices where it is important to follow those traditions and practices. And if that's like if that's part of your ritual and that, you know, if you follow a very devout coven with rules and with you know, this is the way things are done for a specific reason and that's important to you, then you should follow those to the best of your ability. But I think we've, you know, as we've stated before, our personal practices and beliefs are, as you put, Lindsay, more (laughs) loosey-goosey. And yeah, and I think it's important, you know, to have that freedom of exploration, especially if you're new to this and especially if you're just sort of feeling out like, is this like something you want to do? Does, how does this feel? You know, I'm having to go out and be like, well, I've got an altar cloth and a chalice and a cauldron and a pentagram and a, like and an athame. And then $500 later, you're like, I'm ready to do my first spell. Yeah. Like, who does that? Like nobody like just, no. just light a because fucking the, tea light and get done. Because with it. the power isn't in the tools. Agreed. The power is in you. And I want to take that moment to expand upon our topic beyond candles, because we also had a listener ask the following question that I think stays on topic with what you guys are rolling with right now. And it is, can anyone cast a spell and or do you need special training to cast a spell? My answer is yes and yes. (laughs) (laughs) So and I think anyone can cast a spell. Literally anyone. And and if you're inclined to do it, you should. And and I would love to like extrapolate more sort of around that. But my, the, the answer to that second part of the question is, do you need special training to cast a spell? I, I w- want to say yes. I want to say I, like, yes, because it helps because it's important because you should learn from your elders. And I see it very akin to cooking in that anybody can cook. Even if you're like, I fucking hate cooking and I can't make toast, like anybody can cook something, even if you're just heating up a can of soup. Like anybody can like mess with spell work. Doesn't mean it's going to be good. Doesn't mean it's going to turn out the way you wanted it to. Definitely means it's going to get better with practice. But if you have somebody who knows what they're doing that can show you from their experience and their knowledge how to go about doing that thing and achieve the goals that you want to achieve, it will be, in my personal opinion, both more rewarding and more successful. Nobody goes out and like serves poisonous puffer fish when they can't make macaroni and cheese. So like, <laughs> you know, it, start small, start on your own. But when you start getting like curious about bigger, more powerful or potent spells, spells that have potentially real consequences or like negative connotations or or like working with shadow work or anything like that, like things that I'm not personally comfortable with because I've never had somebody walk me through it. You know, I would want personally somebody to show me how to do it correctly so that it is safe. That's fair. I, I agree with most of that. I don't think that necessarily somebody would need to show you how to do a more powerful spell. Although I do think that you need to be more acquainted with spellcraft than, you know, being a beginner to do a more advanced spell. 
for sure. I think you need to cover all of your bases, know exactly why you're doing everything that you're doing, and know what's going to happen afterwards if you fuck it up. Yeah, I, and I would almost personally, to me, that means you've learned from somebody else. So if you're doing or the- Or from re- yourself. But if you're doing the research into the whys and the hows- then oh fair then yeah like it doesn't have to be a one-to-one teacher in person ratio you don't have to belong to a coven or be an apprentice unless that is part of your spiritual practice which you know for some witches it is and that's an important part is learning directly from others but if that's not part of your practice still like doing the research and putting in the time and the reading like you're still learning from people that came before you and their trial and error yeah as opposed to just like going off hot shot and being like i could totally do that yeah it just it, yeah. that to me gives me a little bit of the willies it's got some dangerous connotations yeah man shit backfires and it backfires frequently because people don't know what they're doing and they don't understand exactly what it is they're doing right but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be afraid to try or to not cast a spell simply because they're not part of a coven or they've never had somebody show them how to cast a spell. There's so many books out there. I feel like I recall when we were talking about spellcraft in this very show way back in the day. <laughs> way back. Something that, and maybe, maybe I'm crazy, but something that stuck with me was that a spell is just a, a prayer or a wish or a desire that you put a lot more oomph into. Yeah, yeah is essentially. That, does that track? Uh, that I, I feel like that tracks, yeah. Because any old person can pray for their football team to win or to win the lottery or yada, yada, yada. But spellcraft I mean, is, hey, Catholics like candles too. Right, but spellcraft is very it's much more thoughtful. And I feel like the end of the day, there, what you guys are saying yeah, is like put a I little more thought into what you do. But, you can, but give it a try, right, Lindsay? Yeah, I think that there's a lot more energy and planning that goes into spell work. But uh, in the end, I think as far as like having a, some sort of thing you believe in goes, whether it be like an organized religion or being a witch and, and working with spellcraft, Along the same lines, absolutely. Yep. I, I, I think that you also hit the nail on the head there, Dan, with a, a lot of that, like, the potency of it. So if you're, like, if you're dabbling, I suppose I would, that's, you know, if you're giving it a try and you've never really done it before, you know, as, like, Christian prayer would go kind of thing is some beliefs believe that anybody can pray anytime for anything. They can commune, like, directly with a deity, and some witchcraft beliefs are exactly the same. You know, you can do your spell anytime, anywhere. And as long as your intentions are right, you can achieve the desired effect. Whereas, you know, sometimes you're asking for something a little bit bigger or a little bit more intricate or a little bit more potent. And you might want, in Christianity, a priest to pray with you, to light a candle, to do communion first. Same with a spell. Sometimes it helps to have an experienced witch to do that with you sure well dear listener i hope that that answered because a lot of you guys and and it's fantastic but a lot of you guys were asking about candles and spellcraft and the meaning of them and i hope and i hope that you all feel heard and that was explained very nicely by our dear which is let's go ahead and throw Lindsay a fastball right at the face oh okay. no all right all right <laughs> watch that nose uh-oh oh yeah fuck it's already been broken once Lindsay, episode 27 yeah it was about lunar planting. Oh, gosh. Okay. It was fantastic. 
so many people have been listening for that long. Here, where, 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 this is 62 right now? This is 62. Back in 27, we talked about dying pit hair, and one of the listeners wants to know if you ever did that. You were going to grow out your pit hair. Uh, I totally <laughs> was. There was a the badass There was a badass Instagram situation yes. where armpit hair was growing up and dyed hot pink, yes. and then you said that you were going to grow it out and dye it. Did you do it? Yes. My dear friend, Rebecca Graves, who is a hairstylist in Los Angeles, uh, during... The initial days of lockdown, she grew out her pit hairs for a few weeks and and dyed them hot pink. I, in solidarity, was planning on doing that, and I probably got about three weeks into it, and then muscle memory just came along, and I <laughs> fucking shaved them. So I did not, I did not dye my pits. I still kind of want to, and someday maybe I will. They got, I don't know, maybe like a quarter of an inch long before I forgot and shaved them. So, it, Lindsay. What? I have have sort of a surprise. <gasps> Did you do it? Did I you dye not, your pits? I have not dyed my oh pits. Oh, my God. Are I you have growing them out? No. I have, however, <laughs> it's better. In honor of your wandering bush, I have been growing <gasps> out my own bush. <laughs> you have? Oh, my gosh. I'm so proud. I just shaved my most recent 70s bush. <laughs> <laughs> and... I'm I'm wondering, maybe Rebecca can help us with this. I have no interest in having this, but now that it is long enough, I am curious if I can dye it. Have you been petting it like a cat? Oh, God, no! <laughs> oh, no! She's been stroking it like she's an evil witch. It's actually pretty... If mine gets long enough and I'm laying in bed, sometimes I'll be like, oh, a cat. <laughs> mine's Puss not cat. mine's not that long oh. and uh, <laughs> but this is the longest it has been in almost two decades, I think. I would be afraid to put the bleach near my labia, but maybe you could. I'd, I'm not afraid of that. And I oh kind of now want to grow it long enough that I can dye it like neon pink or <gasps> yellow or something. Dude, that would be amazing. And if you do, we have to get a picture a photo of it. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> or at least of like the top part. We yeah, don't have yeah. to like show the actual poge. And Instagram I... will immediately delete us, but fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> I have a question. Uh, like Oddly enough. And thank you, dear listener, for asking this particular question. It's the question that only someone really familiar with this podcast could possibly <laughs> have. But now that we're on the topic of pubic hair and we've said labia out loud, there is a question that is going to bear explanation for most listeners. But very specifically, uh, both of you, maybe more at Lindsay, why are you guys tilapia poges? I am going to answer that question with a question. The greatest insult of all time. And I'm going to say, why are you so stupid? Why are you such a stupid person? <laughs> <laughs> so, Lindsay, what's a tilapia poge? All right. So, poge is short for poji, which is Korean slang for a vagina. So, Which is a strong thing. So, this is good. Yes. Uh, so growing up, I like I didn't start using the word vagina until I was well into my teens because I have a or I had a Korean grandmother, and my mother always referred to genitalia with the Korean words or the Korean slang for those words. So poji was what we called our vaginas. That's so cute. My sisters and I shortened poji to poge. So we now ask each other, 
why we have tilapia poges. And, you know, I've got to say, tilapia is a really mild fish. So of <laughs> all of the fishes my poge is going to be, I am fucking proud to have a tilapia poge. <laughs> I have a younger sister. My mom called her vagina, her pussy, her tilapia poge, a doni bug. Oh, that's cute. So this is a fun fact, dear listener. <laughs> Feel free to tell your children that their that their their vaginas are are doni bugs. <laughs> I recently uh, learned from my mom. I think um just before Christmas that. When I was little, I walked up to my grandfather. I would have been under three because he died when I was three. And he said something about like calling me like a little boy kind of thing. And I apparently looked him right in the face and said, I'm not a little boy. I'm a little girl. And he said, well, how do you know? Teasing me. And I said, because I have a vagina. And apparently he turned bright red and never <laughs> like spoke to me of that again or ever teased me about being any other gender because he did not know how to handle the fact that a three-year-old used the word vagina. <laughs> she was, my mom said, I don't think my father ever said that word like out loud. <laughs> I mean, if we're making people like that blush, let's go ahead and talk about the blush of alcohol. Yeah. We have Ooh. some listeners that want to know about cocktails because we did, I believe you guys infused, um, we made some cocktails on the show. You did some mugwort, simple syrup situation. Mm -hmm. Have you guys yeah. done other, th other stuff? Yeah. We did a riff on a, uh, on a bee's knees. Yep, thank right, you. right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. 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 For, fair, yeah the so, birds and bees. Oh, I love bees guys. I, I reference my bees episodes. <laughs> yes. I got, I, I'm going to do another one of those soon. Yeah. I like talking about bees. We should, but on the, on, on cocktails and I'm not to put any pressure on you guys, but we have a listener who wants to impress his fiance's family mm -hmm. and wants to do some sort of like a herbal infusion cocktail situation. I assume he's asking this show because he wants the witchy spin on it. Yes. What would you recommend uh, a good cocktail to impress a fiance's family? I'm assuming that means what's an approachable cocktail for multiple palates that you would recommend for this person? Okay. So I thought a lot about this, and I actually know who asked this question. Oh, and you cheated. You che inside you're a cheater. baseball. You're, you are a cheater. <laughs> well, Ronnie wrote down the names of the people, and I know this person. He's part of my family. So not knowing his fiance's family at all, and assuming that he was going to be getting together with them for the holidays, I didn't really have a lot to go off of. So my initial instinct was, well, I don't know what they like for flavor, but everybody likes the smell of something mulling. So my advice is, if they have room in the kitchen for you to plug in a small crock pot, dump a couple of bottles of cheap wine in there and throw some mulling spices into it. Even if they don't like the flavor, they're probably gonna like the smell of it. And if all else fails, just make an old-fashioned. <laughs> I really like your your mold wine suggestion. Yeah. I thought that was really great. Like you, you can't know mess it up. Yeah, you can't you mess know. it up. Everybody likes that, and yeah, it's just I don't know. It's a wholesome. Like everybody will at least try it. Nobody's gonna go. I don't like insert spirit. Right. And everybody's going to be like, oh, mold wine. How holiday themed. Yeah, it's holiday themed. It smells really good. Even if you don't like red wine, it's going to taste like a bunch of other shit. They sell, they sell mulling spices in little packets that you, you like one bottle of wine. 
one po- packet of mulling spices. <laughs> it's like, it's really idiot proof. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to go above and beyond the Call of Duty here, dear listener. And as far as like those mulling spices, that's like the candle store telling you that you need to buy the specific expensive candle for your spell. Maybe find some herbs that are in your backyard and mull with those. You absolutely can. You absolutely can. But if you're the kind of person that just wants to go to the store and get all of your shit, you can totally just buy the mulling spices <laughs> packet. Yeah. Because we're very privileged <laughs> and have a backyard and most people don't. Yes. True. <laughs> true. We also know what's supposed to go into a mulling spice packet. Right. Whereas not everybody does. <laughs> if it smells good. I assume that the mulling spice is more for aromatic sake and not necessarily exactly. to flavor the finished look. So get stuff that's smells good for your mulling spices. I do, totally. And we eat with our noses, so... I mean, let's say that sounded weirder, <laughs> we but do. like if it smells <laughs> we good, do. we're going to taste it, you yes. know? I believe the adage is we eat with our eyes. If you can make a piece but... of shit look good, people will eat it and give it a five-star rating. Yeah, but in this case, it's going to look like shit because it's like... I think we eat with our noses. So yeah, we're gonna eat with our noses. I mean, everybody goes. I don't know if this is still good. Can you smell it? Not. Can you look at it? Can you smell it? (laughs) I make Brian do that. I'm always like, can you smell this? I'm not gonna get to all the questioners, dear listeners, and I really do apologize for that. But I do want to throw out a fun one before I run into the bathroom and go pee. Okay. (laughs) Favorite shoe brand for the witches? Oh no. Oh. I guess I wear a lot of shoe brands. I probably buy the most Vans, I guess, because I wear them for work and I also like wear them for play. But mm-hmm. I like Chucks a lot. Mm-hmm. I like Doc Martens a lot. We I have similar like, taste in shoes. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, I like Sambas, Adidas Sambas mm-hmm. a lot too. But if you could only wear one, and it eliminates your ability to buy or wear all others. Now I'm curious. Because I know I think I know what my answer is. I would probably go Vans if I couldn't buy anything else. Yep, me too. Yeah. I didn't think that that would be the case. Uh, because I like I like a lot of Nikes, but I'm really a, an Air Jordan or an Air Force One Nike kind of person. There's a lot of styles that I just, they're not me. I'm, I don't wear enough pure true streetwear to make a lot of nike sneakers work is nike the canadian pronunciation for nike <laughs> oh, fuck you <laughs> is it? i don't know is it yeah you tilapia pose. <laughs> god damn it there's one e on there <laughs> yes it is it's nike <laughs> nike <laughs> Anyway, I figured if I didn't say it, that Dan would say it. So I thought she was just trying to be hip beyond her capability. No, <laughs> uh, I do like Converse, but they're not as comfortable as Vans. Yeah, there's not a lot of support there. I and like them for summer shoes, for sockless summer shoes. Sure, but even then, if I'm going sockless summer shoe now, I'm going Vans slip-ons. I'm a really truly right. Vans girl. I now yeah. own. Uh, four pairs of vans, three pairs of vans. Some, some, like I own more vans than I do anything else. Um, and I really, yeah, I just, I like their versatility. I like their new cush sole. I like their customizable options. They have more styles that I appeal to me and they have better customization options that appeal to me. They're more comfortable. They come in half sizes yes. and uh, I can eat more easily 
switch between what they term a gendered shoe and, and they actually like all of their shoes are truly in my opinion neutral in that they give you men's and women's sizing yeah in each and every shoe so i can buy whatever the fuck i want and they don't always do that with some of the other brands yeah they really don't as a, as it relates to Doc Martens, though, it would really pain me if I could never wear a Doc Martin again because that was a real like. I remember my first pair. It was a real point of like pride and honor to get them. I've always owned a pair since then, but never more than one pair at a time. I still have my per- first pair. <gasps> I bought them in the year two thousand. Oh the man, two thousand. In the year <laughs> two thousand, I still have them. They are nearly. Perfect. Uh, I think that's fantastic. They made them differently <laughs> back then. They sure they did. did. <laughs> they did. They did. Like anything mm-hmm. else, like any other shoe brand. Yeah. Is. They don't make them like they used to. They don't make them like they used to. Well, dear witches, <laughs> I, I'm going to, I feel like I want to keep asking you questions, but I, I the panda is going to bow out from asking you guys questions. I've had you on the horn too long. I did you, mi- I missed you, dear listeners, and I'm, uh, thank you for having me back on, guys. I really appreciate you, and uh, we'll, uh, Maybe I'll see you soon. We'll talk about bees or something. <laughs> we'll talk about something. In the meantime, in between times, I think it's time for a little break, maybe, yeah? Break a do. Coolios. We'll see you soon, witches. <laughs> So, that was a lot of fun answering questions. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed that. So, thank you if you submitted a question and we had a chance to answer it. Awesome. If we didn't have a chance to answer it, we still read and loved and and are so grateful for your mail. And we'll get to it in a future episode. Yeah, dude. We totally will. Either that or we'll just respond to you directly on Instagram. Totes. Yeah. But, before we sign off for today... There's a question that I feel like we get asked from time to time from friends and coworkers and listeners who are, I will say, podcast curious. They would like to know how to start their own podcast, what equipment they need to do it, how do I, is a lot of the question I get. How do I get a mic? How do I record? What do you use to edit? And I, we... I'd like to throw that to Engineer Dan because we could not have set this up, done this, or learned anything about how to do a podcast without Engineer Dan's help because Engineer Dan has helped us not only with this podcast, but his own podcast and a professional on-the-air radio show every week. So, Engineer Dan, what advice do you have for folks out there who are interested in starting their own podcast? You guys really fluffed my pillow. <laughs> well, you're a fucking pro. The so deserving of fluff. <laughs> Lindsay, did you hear how fluffed my pillow just got? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I think it. it's deservedly fluffed. Yeah, so <laughs> p- you, people are asking you how to start a podcast? Yeah, and I mean, we're such dorks that I just don't feel like I can do this answer justice. <laughs> because when we started, I truly didn't know what the answer to that is. And so I'm not sure that I can even still answer it. So I'd really... I would love it if you could shed your wisdom upon our listeners. Yeah, I feel like uh, starting a podcast is surprisingly easy, dear listener. All you need to do is find a way to communicate with your laptop 
You need to, or or your desktop or whatever. Every computer nowadays comes with some sort of recording software. There's not a recording software that is better or worse than another recording software because you're just doing voice onto your computer. It's nice. And, it's it's just that simple. You need to take your mouth and put it on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of ways to do that. You could buy a fancy board. You could spend a lot of money. But at the end of the day, there are microphones that are USB in right now. And you could be talking into one of those microphones. And you could be having your computer understand that you're speaking to the computer because it's just a USB into your into your laptop. Or you could go as crazy as, you know, I want to buy the most high-end, yada, yada, blah, 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 blah. I would hearken back to my my high school days in the 90s. Everybody like we wanted to be. Everybody wanted to be in a band. Lindsay, did you want to be in a band when you were a kid? No, I wanted to date the guy in the band. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. But that being that being said, I was in band class. I played the clarinet. Oh, so did I. (laughs) I didn't know that. We're very nerdy. We're very nerdy. That was an adorable revelation. (laughs) (laughs) I still have mine. (laughs) So do I. We'll have to serenade our listeners at oh a later point. Oh my god, point. I don't even know if I remember how to play it. But wow, 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 wow. But, but as life goes on, I did end up dating the guy in the band, and then I married him. So, so there's two types of people. There are people that like draw the logo and name the band, but never practice. And there are people that go out and get an instrument and give it a shot. And anybody can be in a band. Anybody can have a podcast. So I encourage you, dear listener, if you want to do a podcast. You do not need to spend a ton of money. You need three things. A computer, something that, can t- something that you can use to talk to that computer, a USB microphone, for instance, and you need a web page. Squarespace, all the podcasts you probably listen to that are very popular, this particular, are we Squarespace? We are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, it's, it just takes a little bit of time, and then from you go from your microphone to your computer to the website and then at the end of the day that's itunes that's spotify it's all free it's super easy it just it it just comes down to i want to do a podcast it doesn't matter what it's about if you feel like you have a voice and you want your voice to be heard just buy a microphone that goes into a computer and you're there you're the end it's not expensive it's that easy so please do that it's just a matter of being like all right i want to do a podcast I'm going to do it on Tuesday. I've got Tuesday free, Tuesday's podcast day. And don't put it off. Just do it. Just just do it. Just I mean, I'm not trying to shy a LaBeouf you guys right now. But, <laughs> I mean, no, no, nothing happens absent of you actually like stepping in the direction of doing it. And that's exactly what our witches over here did. And that's all you need to do. I think that's very sound advice. Same Z's. I do want to caution people, though. Your motives is the most important thing in my regard for doing a podcast. I was going to say something about this, so I'm glad that you did. Well, why don't you take it away, Ronnie? Oh, I guess, so I, I hope this is what uh, you were edging into, and if it wasn't, please continue. But uh, I think the biggest piece of advice that I would give somebody that is about to start a podcast is don't do it because you want to be famous. Because you yes. won't be. <laughs> you won't be, at least not for a while, probably. <laughs> 
and you're going to have so many bumps in the roads. I mean, we're only, what is this, 62 episodes in? Yeah. And we're still learning so many things. And we do no self-promotion. And we have seen a small growth in our listener base. And that's amazing. So amazing. And as much as we love our fans and love our listeners and love the fact that somebody is listening and responding and liking, it's a great dopamine injection. But at the same time, we do this because we have fun. So don't do it because you want to get famous. Do it because you want to have fun, because you want to learn something new, because you want to do something creative, because you want to be a dork and listen to yourself talk. I don't care. Just don't (laughs) do it for someone else. Because if you're doing it because you want to be famous and because you want to have millions of fans or whatever, then it's, it's so much more hard work. No major podcast is where they are today simply because they showed up and made a podcast. They put in the hours. They put in the work. I love listening to Last Podcast on the Left for this very reason. They always hearken back to now with 200,000 plus followers on Instagram and millions of listeners worldwide and international tours and merch pages and their own fucking producing studio at this point. Like they always harken back to, we started in the basement of a Mexican restaurant in the broom closet. <laughs> like <laughs> it like, and they just, they started it because that's what they wanted to do because they were three friends who wanted to nerd out, not because they wanted to be famous. And, and I don't care if this podcast ever gets anywhere beyond what it is right now. I do it because I love dorking out about witchy things with my besties. That's why I do it too. Hundred <laughs> percent. I love. Yeah, that that that's exactly what I was gonna say, Ronnie. No, d- d- do not put your desires into the podcast for fame, and and do not stop podcasting because after you do ten episodes, you feel like you're the only listener. Don't just don't. There, this is for you if you decide to do it, and you should be getting something out of it. Otherwise, don't do it. Yeah. It's for you. It's so like it's so much fun (laughs) to make these and then listen to them and be like, holy shit, look at the thing we made. Like it's just, I don't know. It's so much fun. But if it's not fun for you and the only reason you're like there's easier ways to get popular for popular sake. (laughs) I just I don't know. This is not it. (laughs) Like you can you can post an outfit a day on Instagram and be more popular than you would with a podcast. A (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. Podcasts are a doodle. They're not a painting that's gonna go up in a museum. Like just go ahead and doodle because at the end of the day, at the very least, here's what podcasting will gift you. You will be better conversationally. You'll be more interesting and fun to your friends, and you'll be super popular at life. If you just commit to doing something, actually do it, and continue to do it. That is, in and of itself, its own dopamine injection. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, in the doldrums of COVID, where it's like, I am accomplishing nothing. At least I got my podcast out on Wednesday. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Engineer Dan, for for coming back on and asking us some questions and sharing some advice. We we love you and l- always love having you on the air, part of the podcast. Even when you're not on the air, you're still here behind the scenes. Ordering us pizza because he heard us talking about ordering <laughs> pizza. <laughs> Keeping Kenway quiet. <laughs> Awesome. Well, 
I believe we've done it. We've reached the end of another episode. We totally have, dude. Until next week, hang in there. But remember, no pervs, no Nazis. Yeah, totally. Panda! <laughs> that was a good one.